do you have the feeling that there's more horror on TV or more people writing horror than there used to be before? Do you think that horror is something we can all access to? Is it something that everybody understands the same way? Do you think that the Gothic has got anything to do with it? To answer these questions and a lot more, we have created, I have created together with my friend Tuche Kutlu, a video podcast uh, divided in four parts where we talk about all these questions and a lot more. In our space, road to self recognition. This four part podcast, video podcast, is called The Shadowy Truth Behind Modern Horror and Gothic Trends. This is Alice, you are in Gothic Land, and if you want to know more, I you're very welcome to watch these whole past series where you're gonna have also some surprises. See you there. Hello friends, welcome back to the Road to Self-Recognition. We are having a lovely chat with our friend Tuche Kutlu, the, the person I, I introduced before in part one. This is part two of a series of video podcasts that we're doing around our lovely, beloved theme of horror and the gothic. <coughs> Excuse me about that. And we're talking about the shadowy truth about the horror and um, the gothic and everything that goes in between. And the second question I was going to ask you is the following. Let me see if I can share it okay. with su successfully. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I believe I can you. do it. Yes, <laughs> I can. <laughs> second question. What are your main struggles when teaching horror? and the gothic to your students these days? Um, yeah, actually, this is a, also a great question. And okay. it is a struggle, to be honest, to be teaching horror, because mm. uh, the main struggle that I face is that um, most of the young people do not watch horror. Like, really? They do not. Yeah, they think it's too violent and they think oh. it's like too bloody so 
you can't i mean obviously we are at a university you can't show a lot of violent material mm -hmm. and we have to basically uh kind of find pieces where it's not violent but it's still horror so um it's, it's a big struggle to find that because you know horror is violent most exactly. of the time most of the time and not all the time of course but it's bloody it's like blood sweat and tears and all of that basically and um so when there is a group of people who do not watch it and who think it's like it's just gross and you can't you can't basically talk about it so you have to first kind of lure them in like kind mm. of uh lure them in to kind of like talk about horror so um we start by you know like small things like starting from the beginning of the cinema like george melies or all that and we start showing like clips from old movies and then we like you know come closer to our day and age and mm. so they're kind of like um adapting they're adapting to the kind of horror that has been going on in the world for quite a long time so we are giving them space to kind of like watch and kind of talk about it and think about it and another struggle is that a lot of people students are included they don't uh take horror seriously and right. they they think it's like the lowest of all genres and uh basically it's not it's it's just something that you know n abnormal people watch and mm. uh yeah but i think i think it's it's changing i think it's changing because there are, there are now more horror scholars and also there are books about horror films there yes. are uh, documentaries about horror films and like really serious documentaries and then we see a lot of uh mainstream interest in horror i mean look at the success that wednesday the tv show had like it's it's horror it's horror mystery thriller so mm -hmm. basically wednesday did awesome in um uh, for netflix and second season yeah. is coming so uh i think that it is changing and the new generation is kind of uh, they're into horror but they are into inventive horror mm. they just like they just like you know this suspense and mystery of it all you know just trying to solve a puzzle and all that and this is what horror is about i mean it's always about puzzles you're always yeah. trying to find out who the killer is or you're always trying to find out who is going to be the final girl or you know final boy i don't i don't know who is going yeah. to like survive this film basically and um so it's good to see that tv shows like wednesday are gaining a lot of popularity among the new generation you know gen z and uh, mm -hmm. not just gen z actually like older generations are also interested in these new productions and um so it's it's really good to see but uh, you know as uh, as a teacher you know 
horror and gothic are very interrelated and they're interrelated <laughs> like this so um when you're talking about horror i always start at the beginning you know i start with the gothic you know gothic sure. literature you know frankenstein and you know vampire a lot of a lot of other books that we have like gothic literature uh, mm -hmm. and i start by talking about that because literature is how it begins with horror you know you have to talk about literature first to be able to talk about horror films and its beginnings and uh also i think the new generation is more into screens and watching stuff they're not really big on reading yeah. i've i've kind of uh, noticed that uh in students mm -hmm. so we are kind of like to uh, encourage them to read more and what's what's not to like about the gothic it's it's mysterious yeah. it's thrilling it's exciting it's all the things that you want in a book in a novel so we're kind of encouraging students to read more gothic novels because they are they are pretty exciting to read and um so i think uh, the one of the main struggles i would say that they uh new students the students of the new generation they don't read a lot and that's um a big problem i think yeah. in universally not just in turkey but universally i think not reading is a big problem but it's also about the cost of books now because sure. Oh yeah, economically, economically, the world is basically going down down the drain. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of hard to tell people to buy more books when sure. they don't have, uh, you know, uh, when they have to think about you know buying Maybe. food or you know paying rent. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I always, always encourage them to go to libraries. They're always free. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah, you're making me think as well that uh, the same generation uh, is is the one that buys a lot mm -hmm. of coins online to play video games. Yeah, true. So they're spending a lot of money elsewhere. Exactly. And, and there are options, like you said, the library, but also Kindle is, a is an option and it's yeah. a lot cheaper. Or, or even photocopying chapters here and there that, that always existed, mm -hmm. it's always been there. But do you think that maybe the fact that it, oh, there are a few questions here, is it something that you think it's in, in your country or have you seen that when you were in seminars in other places or when you're talking to other friends? That's one question. But do you think that could also be the bringing up at home these kids being overprotected by the parents by not making them see certain things? And I'm saying this because I exposed maybe wrongly my kids to horror because they're there. And somehow they they like horror, maybe because of the influence. Uh, mm -hmm. But also they, I think that my kids are pretty balanced in the sense that they, they can see, they can identify what we we're saying in part one. They can identify that that's not a reality. Mm -hmm. that is a, an alternative reality 
my eldest son does really like reading the things that he's been given in the school. He likes reading Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, is that because yeah. as parents, we've been exposing them too much to supernatural for the third time now? It's good. It's and good. <laughs> so, and, but they also watch other things. Uh, and yes, and they are screen consumers. And these kids are 12 and 8. So, uh, probably the people you teach are older but they are the first ones who were influenced by screens and and maybe by parents trying to not um, expose them to certain things because maybe it was going to harm them when the world out there is full of horrors, we said in part one. Uh, Do you think that's got to do with that? For example, is that the case in Turkey? Could it be this is the the bringing up of the kids and taboo Mm -hmm. topics? Could it be, you know, because sometimes we think that all countries work the same way as ours and maybe it's just a cultural aspect. Uh, I don't know. What is your, when you talk to others? Uh, Yeah, Uh, actually, like uh, when I was doing my MA at UCL, uh, Mm -hmm. it was a culturally very divergent group of people we were. And uh, there were people coming from China and Thailand Mm -hmm. and Russia, Indonesia and France, Poland. Like uh, my friends are from all over the world. So we. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you had friends from all over the world. Yeah, I have. So I have friends from all over the world uh, in the master's degree. So we had a lot of time to talk about and think about horror. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our classes was uh, called Evil and Innocence. Mm-hmm. And it was about horror films. Uh, it was taught by my sweet supervisor, Susan Code, whose, uh, whose book, Little Children, uh, Little Horrors, sorry, Little Horrors, is uh greatly 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 uh advised by me because it's it's a great book uh little horrors is a great book and uh so we during this class we talked a lot about horror films and philosophy like what's going on and how was it how it's going to be like what's going on with the horror genre and uh, so basically there i realized that um there are culturally some barriers in Mm -hmm. some countries because uh, for example my friends from thailand or indonesia which are big horror uh countries actually they produce a lot of horror films so they were more open to talk about horror films and that was great because they have yeah. great films they have great horror films and uh, then i looked at my country and i realized that it's kind of a taboo subject in mm-hmm. turkey like to mm-hmm. talk we also we also produce a lot of horror films about you know jinns and generally religious horror yeah. we are producing religious horror so I I realized that we are kind of it's kind of uh, taboo maybe to talk about horror that much, but uh, I think it's changing. As I said before, it's changing because now there's a lot of interest in horror TV shows, 
and horror films and franchises. So uh, it has to change. I mean, it's, it's changing universally, but it has to yeah. change as well. But also it's, it's thinking about the parents. Of course, parents are trying to shelter their children from, you know, maturing too early by watching, yeah. you know, something so violent and full of death and grief. And they don't want us to know what death is so early on. But mm. I, I, I think I watched um, Child's Play when I was like five or six mm -hmm. or something. And it was the first horror film that I watched. And thank God I watched it <laughs> because I am obsessed. I was obsessed. I, I loved it. I mean, I was scared, of course. But uh, then I kind of... Um, kind of like cultivated this appetite for more horror too because it was fun it was exciting and uh and it also shows you the world can be a bad place and it's really good to see that i mean your parents can tell you that the world can be a good bad place but the horror film shows you how dangerous world can actually be so yeah. it's a really good learning point, learning place, I sure. think, uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting that because I, I think that you probably now that you are on the second year, you're going to see that maybe the strategies that you used in your first course to teach horror, maybe some things you can keep and some things you might have to start introducing other things. Yeah. Precisely because of, of how people arrive to the classes and, and what ideas they have. And I don't know if it happens there with you and, and at the ages that you're teaching, but for example, I had a, um, a subscriber from, from my channel who commented on one of my videos and, and it was kind of, I was sad for him and it was kind of worrying. I don't know if this person now is maybe my age, so we're talking about a few generations back, but still, mm -hmm this might still remain and it, it might still happen in my country in spain i don't know to what extent mm -hmm. but he was saying something like uh, when he was little he had this fascination for horror and his mom aunties and you know, all the family members were like it's like a curse you can't be watching that you're gonna go to hell you know really pretty much like inquisition times which is typical spanish old-fashioned way very you know, very back in time. But he told mm -hmm. me this two weeks ago, when I was little, this is what I was told. And now that I found this channel and you open, you, you talk about this from this psychological point of view and, and more academic, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I found myself again. And that was beautiful. But at the same time, mm -hmm. so worrying that there might still be the perception of horror in those lines. And what do you do if you get someone like that in your class? You know, how do you tackle someone like that? I mean, it's, it's easier because he's a fan already. So you've got halfway, halfway through, you know, you're halfway there. But how do you clean? We, we're treading into the psychological area. And not every teacher has got a psychological degree. And maybe mm -hmm. you know, how do you handle um, the information when you know that you might be treading on eggshells, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about horror, you're always treading on eggshells, to be <laughs> honest, because not everyone loves horror and not everyone 
tolerates horror. And uh, so you have to basically build a safe space for people who are not comfortable watching mm -hmm. uh, these kinds of things. So as I said, like you start small, you start, start with, you know, non-violent stuff from, you know, you know, small scenes from there, from here. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're basically, my, my strategy is try to get them interested by talking about the psychology behind horror. Like, right. how, why do we like horror? Why don't we like horror? Or like, what, what makes horror a genre so popular, for example? And look at it as a collective, but also individual individual uh, psychological level because yeah. horror is uh, very very in tune with psychology as well because it plays with our horror our fears i mean sure. the biggest fears that we have you know dark and dying or you name it i mean it's, yeah. it's in the horror film you name it and it's on in the horror film so um yeah, I try to kind of uh, get them interested by talking about the psychology behind it all. Like, why do we watch this, or why don't you like to watch it? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so do you I use any any resources, like any special books that you may use for this, or you just reference like general? Yeah, general generally, you know, I talk about a little bit about Freud, and I talk a little bit about you know Jung. And as you know, as a Jungian yourself, that uh, a lot of, of course, they weren't talking about neither Freud nor Jung. They weren't talking about horror films, but mm -hmm. a lot of the things that they wrote about could be applied to horror films. And it's like yeah. really interesting. It's fascinating, it's fascinating. To, to be honest, honest. Like you're watching, for example, you're um, reading The Uncanny by uh unheimlich by freud and then mm -hmm. you're you're t t thinking to yourself like how is this not about horror films like exactly, it has yeah. to be exactly about horror films but you know uh just because he didn't write it about horror films doesn't mean that we can't apply it so sure. uh yeah. yeah it's one of the unheimlich is one of my favorite articles uh, that i like applying to horror it's fantastic it's great yeah. so i think we need to talk more about these but more extensively at mm -hmm. another point so i'm just gonna invite people to first to follow you um let me just bring up the screen again so yes the first thing i want to do is to invite people to follow you follow to check in on twitter and on instagram um, because then they can see also what you do, what you upload there, your sessions. Sometimes you post pictures about your seminars, and that's very interesting. Or things that you might be reading sometimes. Um, yeah. We all have time where we post more or less, but yes, that's the place to go. And also, if you've liked this video, you found it interesting, educational, please support us. We have a, through me, I'll be paying to chill well in my coffee page. Alice in Gothland, World 402. And the super important thing that we want to tell everybody, which is um, what we're going to be preparing next in the next few months. Um, 
for the summer. We were talking about doing this in the summer, but we'll see how it goes depending on the interest as well. And this is what we have next. Coming soon, the shadowy truth behind modern horror and gothic trends. Obviously, as Tucho was saying, the gothic has to be there at the start because it's a starting point. And this is for everybody who might be interested in episode one, episode two, inside this part eight. Episode eight has got these different parts. And um, we've been talking about this before. Um, you know, it, it'd be very interesting to be able to expand and extend what we're talking about here. And the seminar is going to be about everything you need to know about horror and the gothic, as Tucho was saying, to go back at the start. A little bit of what the, the consumption of horror, but we're going to be extending more into what that means and, and what are the modern things that uh, the new products that we see in Netflix mainly because Netflix seems to be quite obsessed about horror and uh, what we can learn about the shadows and the fears as Tucho was saying as well for Freud referring to Freud and Jung and uh, what does it look like nowadays because what we want to teach you is how to make the most of it learn from it don't be afraid don't be scared this is us, <laughs> the horror mentors, and this is what you'll find at the bottom. So to join the waiting list, and then once you sign up, we'll keep you informed with um, with what's going to come next. So thank you very much for this second part. That was amazing again because it's fantastic to also have like this view on how you do you know the struggles that you may find in in their classes and mm -hmm. uh, because obviously we are so much in our own head sometimes that we don't think we're getting these people that they come with their own problems with their own points of view and you mm -hmm. are there dealing with all those and i'm sure you do that fantastically it would just work with with what you just said before you know i would like to be a fly in one of your classes <laughs> definitely <laughs> i would love that i would love that <laughs> a little friday or you just have a question miss <laughs> right oh, so thank nice. you very much it will be nice yeah. so thank you very much and we're going to move on to part three and if you don't want to move on to part three we hope that you've enjoyed part two so <laughs> see you very soon see you in the next part yeah, see you. Bye.